he charged me with resisting arrest. Get that confidence in jail. I object. Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of Allegedly Bravo. I'm Cash. And I'm Lauren. How are you? Oh, fabulous. I mean, it's always a great day when we get to talk about reality crime, and especially when we get to talk about Jen Shaw. I know. And so much is happening. Oh, my God. I'm just like so excited. And it's kind of been a little bit too long, in my opinion, since we've talked about this woman um, publicly like this. We've only really gone for her on the Patreon, which, by the way, if you're not already a member of our Patreon, head over to patreon.com slash allegedly bravo. Um, we also have an Instagram at allegedly bravo. W our website is allegedly bravo.com. We have a super cute Etsy shop where we have some good sweatshirts and like some cute mugshot sweatshirts and stuff. Um, so go check that out. But our Patreon is really where we put like the untethered recaps like unedited Mm -hmm. except for like dog noises you know things you don't want to hear um so head on over and just a quick shout out uh, we have a bunch of tiers available on patreon so we have like a dollar if you just feel like you know supporting us a little bit a three dollar tier in which you get all of the episodes on our main feed ad free because we have ads now and we know people don't really like that so we thought we'd make a tier where you can just Pay a little money and get them all ad free. Um, and then we have our normal tier where we give you the recaps. And then we have our very special tiers. And we would like to just give a shout out to our VIP patrons, CK, Wendy Beth. We love Wendy Beth. Her commentary is so fun. <laughs> She's hilarious. <laughs> She's hilarious. And then, of course, one of our VIP patrons is Leah. Her Instagram is at Classic Sky Top. So go give her a follow. She does great memes. Uh, is there anything you need to get off your chest? Uh, I don't. You know, work has been so hectic lately, which is great. It's always good to be busy. I don't know. I work better when I'm super busy. I'm more mm-hmm. productive. Um, I think that's the ADHD coming out in me. But yeah. yeah, nothing really over here. Super stoked for Thanksgiving. Did all my grocery oh. shopping. Ooh. Mm-hmm. Got everything. Are you hosting? No, thank God. Oh, no, good, no, no, no. We've hosted the last two years. We've hosted my boyfriend's um, dad and his girlfriend. So it's been very small. But I did the entire cooking. So I did the turkey. Like I did everything, which is I love to cook, which is so fun. But um, it just breaks you. I mean, it's exhausting. It breaks you and you, you like, I love the cooking part. I love obviously to sit down and eat it, but it's like, I then don't want to hang out with you afterwards. Like I'm ready to right. go. To bed. It's like, I'm fucking tired. I just spent all day cooking for, you know, I, we're not even having Turkey because we decided as a group that none of us really even like Turkey. I mean, I like despise poultry, <laughs> I can't do it, really. So we're having pork butt. Well, that <laughs> that left me speechless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> a roasted, right? Like a roasted pork butt. So like shredded pork. Yeah. So uh, is it shredded? I don't know. George Glass has it in the sous vide right now. Like it's going to sous vide for a while. And then uh, like the day of, he's going to roast it in the oven for... Hmm. X amount of hours. Yeah, I don't know. We got it at Costco. I'm not too sure. You I know, just eat it. We're going to need an update on that because yeah, that's a first. And I'm sure there are people out there that don't don't have a traditional Thanksgiving. Yeah, we just we don't like turkey in this house. So <sighs> you know we're what? Having pork. We're having pork butt. All right, gather around. I'm just <laughs> so excited because I'm not cooking the entire meal. I bought yeah. a giant bottle of prosecco at Trader Joe's Ugh. and two bottles of wine. Because that's all I'm going to be doing. I'm going to be having mimosas in the morning, and then I'm going to switch to a Pinot Noir and a cab. Okay. Yeah. That's chic, say la vie. I'm going, obviously, Whispering Angel for the daytime. Yeah. And whiskey in the nighttime. You know what? And Maybe ain't the angels, they sound good, but you guys, just, 
Nothing like it with a bunch of ice. You guys, Lauren and I have so many stories with Whispering Angels that we say, uh, we swear that Whispering oh. Angel has meth in it or some type totally. of narcotic. Because cocaine. Cocaine. Because it makes you go wild. Wild. I've, I mean, wild. Like Party City. And then um, the hangovers are always terrible. So <laughs> that is when the angels are no longer whispering and they are screaming. <laughs> Um, so definitely that's what I'm going to be doing, but I, okay. How fun. I know I'm so excited, but you know what I'm even more excited about is to talk about Miss Jennifer Shaw. Ugh, I just got the chills. I know it's, I'm not even kidding you. We haven't talked about the housewives and, or we haven't, sorry, talked about Jennifer Shaw in Salt Lake City in a while. We did get a little burnt out because... Yeah, it gets exhausting sometimes. We, we were talking about the filings, the court proceedings, but we weren't getting the content we needed on our television screens because it hadn't aired yet. But now right, there is movement happening in the cases and we're getting Housewives or Salt Lake <laughs> City on the weekend. So we are going to give you guys a little bit of an update because as a lot of you may know by now, Mr. Stuart Chains has pled oh guilty. Oh my God. Stuart, did you ever see that mad TV? No. Stuart, get over here. Um, Stuart has flipped the motherfucking script. Mm -hmm. Stu Chains walked in and said, if you're gonna, you know, pretend I'm a gangster, Stu Chains, I'm gonna act like one. Boom. Ratted her the fuck out. Well, so this is... Well, maybe. Maybe, yeah. So... We, if you are a longtime listener, we have, I have been adamant that Stuart Smith was going to flip and he was going to take a plea deal. And so yeah. it will be interesting to see what exactly happens because he will be taking the judgment and sentencing is going to take place in March, which coincides with the time frame of when Miss Jen Shaw's trial is supposed to start. So, and in that sentencing, we will find out if he agreed to some type of leniency in order or leniency in lieu of his testimony. Okay, so here's kind of like, I'm, you know, not in the criminal world or, mm -hmm. you know, the court. I don't go, I'm not, I failed the bar. So <laughs> I don't know what that means. But um, basically, my question is, why, why would you plead not guilty and then switch it? Like, why would, before you even had a trial, like, why would you... So be like, oh, just kidding. I did it. So whenever, so the arraignments have to take place after a certain period of time, like a, a after a period of time after you're arrested, like within a certain time frame, I should say, hmm. of being arrested. And so you don't have all that evidence in front of you to look things over before you enter your plea. So you always enter, always, always enter a not guilty plea. So it allows you time to review the discovery. And in this case, we know that discovery is like millions and millions and millions of pages. But the discovery is also, it sounds like it's very strong for the prosecution. Um, and and so I think Stewart, I th he, he played a lesser role than what Jen Shaw did based on that. Remember that tier structure of sentencing yeah. we saw back yeah. over summer? And when they made a whole new tier and we're like, we're putting Jen at the tippity top. Yeah. She's the star on the Christmas tree. You know, she literally is the tree topper. <laughs> so. <laughs> So I, I th it will be interesting to see what he's sentenced to, because I think the other defendants and the cases, other cases associated so, with this have been sentenced like four to seven years. So you would change it once you got all the documents and stuff mm -hmm. and you were like, oh, pretty much like there's no way I'm getting out of this or. Yeah. Oh, OK. So, so you're just like nuts are against the wall and you're. Uh oh. Well, and we have to remember, plea deals, not everyone gets them. Mm. And so clearly the prosecution, that's why I don't know if one's on the table for Jen Shaw, but clearly I think the prosecution and the defense are working together and the and who knows, maybe Stuart just wants to get this over with and put this behind him and move on with his life. Because <laughs> and maybe there was an offer from the prosecution that he couldn't turn away. Well, because I mean, if I guess if you kind of think about it, we've been saying that he could be in prison for well over 30 years up to like 70. So so then, the, you know, maybe if you 
were offered less than that. And I don't know. He has kids and a wife. Like, yeah, I don't know. I could see why you would take it. But okay, interesting. So I didn't really understand that. But that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. And I mean, if he what people have to remember is if he does testify against Jen Shaw, that is something that the defense Jen Shaw's defense attorney gets to ask him on the stand whether or not he was offered leniency in his case for his testimony in his sentencing because and if it makes them seem what like why would it matter it could go to bias motive Mm. not motive but bias Bias, it goes to credibility you know are you gonna sit here and believe what he has to say when he is incentivized to he's yeah and it's just like um a lot of times like in criminal cases if somebody sues somebody else civilly or if they're trying to get money out of somebody generally can bring that up on the witness stand and so interesting but and who knows like maybe if stewart did take a plea deal and jen shaw is aware of it and her counsel's aware of it that could potentially affect the outcome of her case and whether or not <laughs> she tries to work with the prosecution but again they may not have a plea deal on the table they have to offer it like the prosecutor, mm-hmm. the United States of America has to be like, hello, Stuart. Yeah. Oh, hello, Jen. Like Jen couldn't be like, oh, let's work out a deal. Well, and the prosecution may have said, hey, we'll keep this plea deal open. Like if they did have one for Jen, say, hey, we're going to keep this plea deal open 60 days after the date of arraignment and you can mm-hmm. take it. And but if you don't take it, it's off the table forever. Because you have to think about it. I mean, if the prosecution's going to put all this time and energy into the case and they're going to invest in bringing in expert witnesses, having to fly out witnesses, having to prepare. The, why are they going to keep a plea deal on the table all the way till the end? They're not. Right. Be, right. It's like use it or lose it, yeah. buddy. Like you're wasting our time. Mm-hmm. So I'm just this is like a big game changer, guys. Oh, my God. I can't not believe. A, I can and can't believe. Not, little Stuart. Not shot in the kitchen. Yeah. Not shocked by it, but it happened quickly. It really did. It did happen quickly. Mm-hmm. And just in time for us to, like, really talk about it. And I wonder if Stuart. God, I bet he's pissed. Don't you think? Well, there's all of those. There are rumors out there as well that were started from Jen related to mr smith Mm -hmm. about About his sexuality allegedly about his sexuality and it's like if that was if you and i best friends working together and then something like this happened and then also you're spreading rumors about me and bad-mouthing me it's like i I mean there's no way this friendship's ever gonna be rekindled ever ever Uh, ever 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 no 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 you can't go you can't how do you go back like I don't know. I and see, I was and go ahead. I was thinking about how bad this is going to be for Jen Shaw. And like, I just got a mental image of her living in a townhouse or an apartment. We'll be back after a quick break. Finding Ruby is the incredible true story of a 16 year old tricked by a seemingly innocent Facebook message, a message that would lead her from the protection of the mountains to the nightmare of an online trafficking den. Her first message to me was like, Hi, are you looking for a job? Ruby is hidden from the world, from everyone except her abusers. But she isn't alone. There is a team of people looking for her, and they will stop at nothing to find her. This isn't just the fight of her life. It's their fight too. Search for Finding Ruby today. Uh, uh, I picture her living in a cell. Clankety clank. Um, I was going to say something about Stuart. Oh, another thing that I heard, you know, word on the street is that Stuart's wife, like, had no idea yes. he was even on the show. Mm-hmm. Imagine if you just found out your George Glass was, like, fully filming on a TV show. I mean, the deception. I mean, I think it goes I, to show his insane. character. Think it goes yeah. to show his character and what he's what he's capable of hiding. Yeah, like what else? Well, in light of Mister Stewart Chains's plea deal, we've uh-huh. come across some exhibits 
that were used in a prior case and that were also attached to Miss Jen Shaw's, I believe, motion to dismiss. They make reference to it, which are the scripts that were used by these agencies to lure in these poor victims. So old people and et cetera. Lauren and I are going to be doing a dramatic reading of one of the compliance scripts that was used. And this was an enterprise consulting's compliance script. Okay. So pretend you just pretend you just answered the phone. Okay. (laughs) Well, just to preface, it's unclear if this is the one that was used by Jen Shaw, but it is referenced in the state, the prosecution's case because it had been used with other agencies and other companies that have been looped into this whole conspiracy and prosecution. Scandal. scandal. Yeah. Okay. I'll, should I initiate your phone call? I'll ring. Ring, ring. Hello. Hi, is this Lauren? Mm Mm-hmm. This is Cash. How are you doing today? Pretty good. So I'm sure that Jessica explained to you that I'm a representative of Yellowstone Consulting. I'm going to verify that information that Jessica gave to you and go over the terms and conditions of your agreement. What that's going to involve, just so you're aware, is a recorded phone conversation in which I will verify all of your information, give you all of our information, and go over the terms and conditions. After that, I'll send you your contract and walk you through electronically viewing and signing the document. In a moment, I will activate the recording system for the record for the recorded conversation. Unfortunately, this does have a bit of a time limit. So if you would like to repeat any information like your address or phone number, if you wouldn't mind waiting until the end of the recording, then I can take as much time as I may need to give that to you. All of this information will also appear in your contract as well. Okay, so Lauren, I'm going to put you on a brief hold to activate that recording. And when I bring you back on the line, the recording will begin. And that is when I will start going over the terms and conditions. Please hold and I will be right back with you. And just so you know, on the contract, recording ended, right? Or on pause. But just so you know that on this script, it says with three asterisks, if card declined, switch to decline CC script now. On your phone, press more, and it has the conference call. And please put your customer on the line now and press conference. And the customer should now be in conference. After the beep, the recording will begin. Like, so crazy. Could you imagine, like, having to have a s- extra script if the f- credit card's declined? So that it's so predatorial. It's so, it's so predatorial. And the other thing to add to the predatory vibes is, like, the whole part where it's like, listen, we're on a very strict schedule, so don't you be asking us any questions. Yeah. It's like, what? Okay, I'm just going to hand you my money and I don't get to ask questions. Okay, so now for the most concerning part, the terms and conditions. Okay, so now I'll be I'll be the chit-chatter. Mm-hmm. Okay, so now um, I'm conferenced into to the combo. I'm the predator. Okay, so Lauren, please be advised that this call is now being recorded. Enterprise Consulting is a leading provider of educational and training products and services. You are purchasing some of these products and services, which will be described in the following recorded discussion. Not a discussion. The terms and conditions relating to your investment for these products and services will also be detailed in this recording. In addition to any other right to otherwise revoke an offer, you, the purchaser, may cancel this sale up to midnight of the third business day after you sign your contract. After that, because you are buying copywritten educational materials that contain proprietary information that can easily be copied we don't allow refunds for any reason. Okay. Recisions must be made in writing to Enterprise Consulting P.O. Box. Your investment today is being purchased under the laws and regulations of the state of Ohio. Your investment today is strictly for training and education materials and services and does not in any way constitute a franchise or a business opportunity. Therefore, because your success with this program depends on your efforts, we cannot guarantee that you will make a specific amount of money within a certain period of time. Ah, If you are being so scary, it's so scary. Okay, this part, I'm like, this is weird because they've already run the credit card, right? Because it says if you're 
Oh, I thought up above they gave the declined credit card script. That's if somebody has a declined credit card script. But then we go down at the bottom with personal information where they give the credit. Oh, card. oh, okay, yeah. okay, yeah, that's right. Okay, so then the then the predator would go. If you are paying by credit card, your card will be charged today. Your order will be processed immediately, and within 24 hours, you will be contacted via email or telephone to welcome you to the program and give you complete online access to your entire program. If you have any questions about your order, please call us at Salt Lake Deals with the phone number. Okay, so Lauren, do you understand and consider... and? Accept these conditions so far? Yes or no only. Okay. And then it goes into asking for the personal information. Can I just say really quickly before we move on? Uh-huh. So far in this phone call, they have named three different companies. Yes. Like at the beginning, it's like, hi, this is Yellowstone Consulting. And then in the terms and conditions, it's like, okay, Enterprise Consulting, if you have any questions. And then at the end of that, they're like, okay, but if you have like other questions, go to Salt Lake Deals. It's like, (laughs) where do we call? It's crazy. Okay. So now the personal information. Great. Okay. You're the predator. Great. So in order to assure accurate processing and delivering of your order, you will... Will you please spell your first and last name for me? And please tell me your address and your telephone number. And would you please spell your email address for me as well? And would you also please tell me today's date? Perfect. Thank you. With the investment today, I see that you will be receiving, and it would be a list of products. Your total for that will be $1,500. That was a made up number by me, by the way. And I show that you're putting this on your Visa, MasterCard, or Discover card. Will you please read me the 16-digit card number for this card, the expiration date, and CVV code? Okay, thank you. And is the billing address for the card the same as your shipping address? And are giving us the authorization to process the card today in the amount of $1,500? Okay, thank you. Just so you are aware, the charge will appear on your credit card statement as Enterprise Consulting. Oh, and you will also be billed $39.95 a month for your membership fee. I show you're using the same card for that. Is that correct? Then it goes into a personal commitment. And it says, Lauren, with your enrollment in this program also comes a guarantee of service, which is funny because in their guarantee, they don't guarantee success. So, or they don't, they can't guarantee that you will be profitable, I guess. Right. But here it says, with enrollment in this program also comes a guarantee of services. So if at the end of six months you are not completely satisfied, we will continue to work with your pro, you proactively at our expense until you are. We are just asking you to commit yourself to the following. Invest a minimum of 10 hours per week, per week actively working with the program. Contact the mentor hotline for any questions. Research and list products to give yourself a competitive advantage. Make us aware immediately of any issues or problems that may interfere with your success in the program. Do you understand these commitments? And so, see. But then mm-hmm. the problem here is... What they're doing is they're saying, we guarantee that you will be successful, but we also said that you we can't guarantee that. But also, if you then come back and tell us that you weren't successful, we will proactively work with you at our own expense only if you've done all of these. And they, those one, two, three, four, five provisions. And, and the, prov- the last one is make us aware immediately yes. of any problems. So if you didn't do it immediately, they'll be like, okay, well, how'd you let it get this bad? And that's the problem is that these provisions are so vague and ambiguous that they can be turned against the the client immediately Immediately. and used against them and not be reimbursed, not be refunded. But well, let's not forget there's a no refund policy. So, well, and before we move to the no refund policy, I just want to point out that the guarantee in this personal commitment is called guarantee of service, not success. Success. So they're just saying, we'll give you the service. Mm-hmm. And it's like, well, yeah, because they fucking paid for it. Um. Anyway, so the no refund policy. I'll I'll be the predator, predator. this time. As for our no refund policy, do you understand that as in any educational program, we cannot guarantee that you will make a certain dollar amount in a specific period and that this does depend on your efforts 
And do you understand that we do have a no refund policy after that three day right to rescind? And finally, were you treated fairly and courteously by both Jessica and myself today? Oh, it's so weird. It's so weird. It's like, okay, so we're not going to give you any of your money back, right? Did you like us? Were we being nice to you? It's like, what? Why? That? What a weird jump. Well, and to have a three day refund policy, it's like, are they, did they even receive their little kit? Their booklet? Like the mail <laughs> yeah. is taking forever. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you can only ask for a refund within three days of entering into the contract, but you're not going to get any of the products until three months from now. <laughs> Well, and also don't forget at the beginning of the contract, it said that they'll reach out to you with all of this stuff in the it, within 24 hours. So they might do it in 23 hours and probably be like, well, you didn't, you know, your three days starts when you buy the program, not when you, you know, receive the information. It's so, so you might just even get one day. It's, it's so, so it's just bad. We'll be back after a quick break. I'm Shannon Jimenez-Sassone, a former NYPD misconduct investigator, a podcaster, and a videographer. I'm Nat W. I've been a social worker for a hot minute. Working alongside the police left us with more doubt than encouragement. Uh, We've tried in our career fields to be doers, and it still feels impossible. Is it even possible to work alongside the police and not be part of the police state? Fixing it does start with having the conversations. It's everything that you should know about the police. It's going to be a hard conversation, but it's a hard topic. Not an Arc podcast premieres Tuesday, January 17th on all streaming platforms. Okay, well, I think that gives people a little bit of an insight into what what the victims were being told over the phone. Yeah. And what's going to be interesting is the Jen Shaw documentary will be coming out on ABC. And it sounds like they're going to have some victims that are going to be in the documentary, which will be the first that we hear from the victims. Because right now it's just been. It's just been like the housewives and mm -hmm. whatever we've seen in blogs and 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 pulled out of. Out of the the pacer. Yeah. Out of the pleadings. But because none of the victims have been identified by name and anything that we've seen. And just really quickly as an update, because we do have access to a lot of the court documents that have been filed and we have been checking regularly about Miss Jen Shaw and we don't have anything right now because everything's being filed under seal. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is one thing that we will be unsealed. I think mid December, which will be the transcript from the July 23rd oral argument which will be very fascinating. That will be very fascinating. But right now everything's under seal because I'm sure everything that they've been filing has uh, witnesses, victims' names, confidential information. Oh, all their financial information. I mean, it's a financial crime. I I mean... Do you think she's going to go to trial? Like, I feel like they... Yeah, I don't know. I do. I'm going to say yes, I do. And do you think that she's going to go to trial in March or do you think she's going to continue to delay somehow? And if she'll continue to delay somehow. And just so everybody knows, you have to have a showing of good cause. And there's certain things that qualify as good cause for pushing a trial date. And so it's going to guarantee you she'll get pregnant. Mm. I mean, that's what I would do if I was getting ready to go to jail. I'd be like, oh, fuck. Like, oh, I'm pregnant. Can't go to jail. That's what their nose lady did. Well, and I know somebody personally who did that. Yeah. I'm just saying she's shady. Wow. Can she get pregnant? I don't know. I don't know how old she is. I cannot tell. Okay. So now that we have a little bit of background. Yeah. With Mr. Stuart Smith. Oh, do you want to read really quickly his statement? Oh, yeah. What he signed when he... um... Not what he signed, what he said. Didn't he make a... Oh, yeah. Okay. So during his hearing on Friday, Stuart Smith read out a statement admitting to his crimes relating to the various telemarketing companies he said he either helped create or worked for between 2008 and 2021. So this is completely detrimental to Miss Jen Shaw because 
Stuart was working underneath her, and he said on the record that I knowingly, intentionally discussed and engaged with other individuals to develop a plan or operation to obtain money by false representation by offering and inducing individuals, many of whom were over 50 years of age or older, to provide money to entities that I and others were involved in. And then he goes so on. So he's admitting to all of this. Yes. And then he goes on and says that he became aware that these telemarketing companies were misleading customers of those entities by selling individuals, many of them who are older than 50 years of age, information that purported to be services to enhance their business opportunities. And these services sold were of no value and of no real benefit to the customer. And you know what this leads me to believe? What? This is an organ. This is a well thought out statement that has been approved mm-hmm. by the defense and the prosecution. As oh a, yeah, as a term of his plea deal, because they the prosecution wants to make make sure everything that he admits on the record, yeah, goes to an element of the crime that she's being charged with. Because- exactly, and with like being able to incriminate her by saying that he worked with others. And he'll probably, they'll be like, what others? Oh, and just quickly, because we said that the tiers were different for Smith and Shaw, and that's not correct. They're both tier A. Oh. Yeah, so they're both tier A defendants in the the fraud case because they both face the same, I believe, the same amount of time. Dang. So literally, he just flipped on his equal 50-50. Yeah, because I think he faces... I'll have to confirm, but I think they both face like 40 plus years. Jeez Louise. So anyways, geez Louise. That's the most recent update we have on this case. Now, can we talk about the fun part? Yeah, we can. Oh, wait, we should do listener questions really quickly. Oh, so a little bit ago, I put a question box on Instagram and we were like, hey, put your questions in if you have them and we got a ton of questions so i've just like narrowed them down so that we didn't have to answer like a thousand okay Mm -hmm. so these are from the people why was nypd at the arrest and why was homeland security there like all at the party bus if this is in utah Oh, because Miss Jennifer Shaw's business was incorporated in New York. And so NYPD has jurisdiction. And then Homeland Security deals with like transactional crimes, white collar crimes. And so they're there because of the conspiracy and the federal because they're a federal jurisdiction. Mm-hmm. So it's the wire fraud ish. Ooh. Ooh. OK, um, so can Coach Shaw and Heather uh, get in trouble for calling Jen to tip her off? that's an I don't think for I don't think Heather because I don't think she was aware of what was going on really right she She was literally like they're looking for you Jen you want to come back I think she genuinely believed it was a paper trail issue yeah whoever called her and and we and I think we know who it was we we know it was coach Shaw because she says hey baby on the phone and then you with your detective eyes saw that it said Coach Shaw. Sharif Shaw. On, it said Sharif Shaw. On her cell phone. Mm-hmm. Maybe. I don't know what he knew, but I think if he had direct knowledge that she was getting ready to be arrested, I don't know what he told her over the phone. Like, if he just said, hey, come back to the house, maybe not, because if their officers were there, maybe he was just trying to get her home. You want to know what my theory is? But if My he, theory oh, go ahead. is... Oh, I'm sorry. If he what? I was just going to say, but if he said, get in the car and run, then you got an issue. But if he said, yeah. come home, and he was trying to lure her back and work with the feds to get her to, to get her home to be arrested, I, then there's not an issue. What do you think? What's um, your theory? Okay, my theory is that I think we saw the events in the wrong order. I don't think it happened in the sequence that Bravo showed us it happened. It's my theory that um, they came and executed the search and arrest warrant first at the house, realized after they took everybody out one by one, as we saw on the ring cam, which I thought was disgusting to put those little boys on TV like that. No, we don't do that to children anyway. After they got out, I bet they were like, well, where the fuck's Jen? And Mm -hmm. I bet you, Sharif, or whoever was like, oh, she's on vacation. 
well, we need to get her. So I bet he, I would wonder, I think he probably called and was like, yo, are you gone? Where are you? Yeah, I agree. Oh, I'm at the parking lot. Boom. There they go. And I think you're, I think that theory is correct. And we have to, can't forget that production rolls up at the house when they're executing the warrant. And. Or maybe they were filming beforehand, like a packing scene. And so they were cleaning up. Who knows? I don't know. But then you also have to think they were executing the search warrant. They would have to execute the search warrant and the arrest at the same, at the same time, time, in my opinion. Yeah. And that's why I think the arrest warrant, there is a likelihood, though, that the arrest warrant came. They arrested her before they issued and executed the search warrant. Huh. But. Well, I be, I'm so your curious is, to know the truth. Yeah. Your theory, I think, is pretty legit. Yeah. Um, the next question people had is how would they know that Jen was at Beauty Lab and Laser? So besides oh the fact that someone called and she told them exactly where it was, like, <laughs> yeah. well, and also that that I that could go to your theory as well that they executed the search warrant and then Coach Shaw was looped in as to what was going on, and they asked where she was and he probably said she's filming, she's on a cast trip. And then they said, can you please call her and see where her exact location is? And that's when he says, you can tell based on what Jen Shaw is saying is she goes, oh, no. Or hi, baby. Oh, no. We're still at Beauty Lab and Laser in the parking lot. Yeah. We haven't left yet. I need to go home. Yeah. I need to go home. And then that's when she gets back in the car and heads, I'm assuming, back to her house. And detective, best the detective that's the lead detective, calls her, because this is in the motion to dismiss and the declarations. He calls her and says, hey, where are you? And they're on the side of the road. And he says, I need you to pull over. And they pull over. And then that's when they ping her phone and they figure out where she is, her coordinates. And that's when they arrest her on the side of the street. Jeez. Yeah. Scary. Um. Okay. The next question is, is this like the Erica and Tom thing where Tom did something bad? So Erica's roped in like, is Sharif going to be implicated? I don't think so. I don't know. Like, we don't have a lot of information about like, was he a was he a partial owner of the business? Was everything in Jen Shaw's name? Like, was he did he co-sign for loans? Like. I, I don't know. We don't. That's the unfortunate part about this investigation. It was a lot of it is under seal because it's criminal with Erica. It's a lot of bankruptcy, civil. And so there's a lot of declarations. The trustees like their special counsel that's been appointed where they're submitting a bunch of information to the court. Whereas here it's it's a different I mean, we're, it's two. It's apples and oranges, really. Yeah. But, and also, I believe, I believe that Utah is not a community property state. Ooh. So I'm not sure if the marriage could connect them there. I don't know Utah law. Ooh, that will be something we need to look into. Um, yeah. But I did. I hung out with my friend over the weekend and I was at her baby shower and she said that she's seen a lot of, she had a question for me and then said, because she had seen a lot of it online about how it's kind of hypocritical that Erica is being dragged through the mud because of Tom's mistakes, but that, you know, Sharif really hasn't done. We don't think that Sharif's going to be dragged through the mud because of Jen Shaw. And I was like, well, the difference is, is that Erica Jane's the housewife, not Tom. And in this case, Jen Shaw's the housewife, not Sharif. So right. Obviously all of the attention is going to be on the housewives because they're members of the cast. Right. But I, I wouldn't be surprised if coach Shaw doesn't show up to the reunion. You know how they do the husband sit downs. Oh Yeah. And we're not well, going to get a lot of, we're not going to get a lot show of show up to her dad's funeral. So I bet he won't Ooh. come to the reunion. Ooh. I mean, he doesn't like to show up, but it, we have to remember the difference between what Erica Jane was doing in the reunion and what's going to take place in the Salt Lake city, because Jen Shaw is not going to say one thing. Right. She, she will not say one thing about this investigation. I mean, because whatever she says can be used against her in a court of law and will and will be. And so she will, I wouldn't be surprised if she doesn't, I wouldn't be surprised if she films like the first and second part of the reunion and then the third part like gets up and leaves. Yeah. If she even shows up. Or whatever portion they, she might, she might pull a Adrian Maloof and just not even come. Yeah. 
Okay, so the next question people had is when Lisa Barlow found out about all of this, she was all, oh, my God, I called all six of my attorneys. We have them all on payroll. Is it normal to have six attorneys on your payroll? So Heather Gay said something really interesting. I'll watch what happens live. She said, if you need six attorneys, you clearly, they're not good. Like, you need six attorneys, like, that's not a good sign. But I do, I slightly disagree because she's a business owner. So she may have multiple attorneys that are part of, you know, the business structure. She may have just. But they're probably like her, uh, you know, attorney accountant, her. Yeah, it's just. Corporate counsel. I bet she has a Faye Resnick's husband. Like, I mean, but you she's, know. she's not Kim Kardashian. Like, I can see Kim exactly. Kardashian having 10 attorneys on payroll, you know. Yeah. But. Unless she has 10 different companies or six different companies. I don't know. But but no, I don't think it's normal. Like maybe she has an attorney that does this, like works with her on the Sundance stuff. And she has another Vita Vita Tequila attorney. Vita Tequila. But even that, that's like two. Generally, you have one attorney that handles all of your business transactions. But Lisa Barlow is not your average housewife. And she goes above and beyond. And she's just so intense. (laughs) Yeah. Okay. So if Lisa had called you, if you were one of the six attorneys and she was like, oh my God, what do I do? What would you, what would you tell her? Like get the fuck out or stay in the, you can stay. I would probably tell her to stay. Yeah. You know, because you don't really know anything right now and you're not guilty simply by association, but I would tell her not to talk to the feds or anybody without having an attorney present or until they had more information. Yeah. And then what if like she's like, oh, my God, Jen's calling me. I would tell her not to answer the phone. <laughs> yeah. Cease communication. Yeah. I would limit communication. And if I were if you were to communicate with her, it would I would just advise probably through text. But I would definitely advise to limit the amount of communication in that moment. I mean, future communications yeah. like base. They're still friends. I mean, she's still a human. She's living her life. But. I think Lisa knew we can get into that in a little bit. Yeah, we'll get into that a little later. Um, okay, and then this last question, I think we can take off the table now, but it was do you think Stu Chains knew what he was doing was wrong or did Jen lie to him? I mean, I think we know the answer to that. I feel like he knew exactly what he was doing. I mean, you guys, Stu Chains' admission is just like the smoking gun. Oh my god. It's it's so bad. It's so bad for Jen. It's, it's so literally so bad. like the receipt. It's literally like as if Erica Girardi had a true actual receipt for the twenty five million dollars in yeah. her account. Like this is even better than that. I have a question for you because I don't know if we know this, but do we? Okay. Do you know the origin of their friendship? Like, were they friends that then became business partners, or were they purely business that turned friendship? I don't know. I don't know. That's I don't know. Maybe we'll get more of that through the documentary, but. I'm fascinated by that because... Yeah, that's a good question. Because if it was a friendship that then turned into a business partnership, there would be a heightened sense of loyalty, I would assume. But if it was purely business, or if Jen Shaw was like the alleged ringleader in all of this, and then brought Stu in as her assistant and kind of looped him into her business, that would make more sense for the plea deal. But they just seem so loyal and codependent on one one another. Yeah, they really hmm. do. Hmm. So I don't know. I think he did. I think he knew. Okay, can we talk about the episode? Yeah, 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 yeah. Let's talk about the episode. Okay. Okay. I like don't even know where to begin. Like I truly don't know where to begin. So to me, I have a question to you. Okay. What is what shocked you the most in like the first ten minutes? Like when they're still on the bus? leave and then they're leaving and the road trip begins like what is something that shocked you and that you took away from okay to be complete there were a couple things that shocked me and I'll just focus on one of them I guess um the first thing that was made me go whoa was their emotional reactions to the whole thing like I'm sure it was traumatizing to think you are going to a party and then your friend thinks her husband's going to die. And then all of a sudden like swats looking for her. Like I can understand that being so traumatizing. I was shocked. We saw all of that. 
Yeah. What do you, what are your thoughts on Heather? Like when Heather said, I'm trying to emotionally process this because at one minute I think your husband's dying from internal bleeding and now it, there's an arrest warrant out for you. Yeah. And do you, that's what I'm saying. It's whiplash. Yeah. Do you think that, cause the ladies all kind of, like you said, are having these emotional reactions that are being caught on camera. Do you yeah. think that whose do you think were genuine and who do you think was disingenuous at all? Or whose behavior um, were you shocked by? I was obsessed with Jenny's behavior. Oh, the beer. Where'd the, the beer come beer, from? The crisscross applesauce sitting when everyone's wailing and she's just like, I don't No one sent me the article. <laughs> like, why are you crying? <laughs> that was the best. Um, it shook me how much Whitney knew. And she's like, yeah, you can buy things by blah, 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 blah. And like, she was like, Miss, Miss Nowhere Extraordinaire. You okay. Know? And did you agree with Lisa that that was a red flag or? No. Huh. Okay. I didn't, I didn't think, I didn't think that Lisa's reaction, I think her being like, oh, how is this going to affect me? Mm-hmm. I think that was a genuine reaction, but. I don't know. Like, remember when they found out that Stuart got roped in two and she's like, I feel so bad. I feel so bad crying. I was like, this doesn't feel genuine. No. And about the Whitney thing, I thought that was so passive aggressive. And just the way that Lisa said that insinuating that Whitney's stupid. And it's like, don't be mad because she's more educated in business than you are. She exactly. It's like Whitney also has a Whitney's a businesswoman, too. Yeah. Just because she's silly and fun and drops cake and like stripper poles and (laughs) is wild. It doesn't mean that she's dumb. Yeah. I don't know. That read me the wrong way. And then the crying, she, I did not see one tear. Oh, crocodile tears for sure. Like it, it, no, I think she was being a little disingenuous in her reaction. I don't know. Do you think, okay, my next question for you. Do you think any of the women knew in the bus? In the bus? No, I don't. I don't think anyone in the bus knew, but I do think the two people who are not in the bus, I think they knew something. And do you think it's coincidental that those two people were not on the bus that day? Absolutely not. I think that was 1000% purposeful. Okay. Now I feel like we're in an interrogation because I'm just so fascinated about your opinion on all this. Okay. Okay. Let's start with Meredith. Okay. What do you think she knew? And how? Okay, I... (laughs) Listen, we're speculating, you guys. We don't know anything for sure. No. I think that Meredith was in contact with the people. Like, I think she was probably speaking with them, even if it's just That's crazy. But why would she know... Why would she know that she was being arrested? Like, they're not going to divulge that to a witness. No, I think they probably knew that she probably knew that something was going to happen. Like maybe wouldn't they reach out and be like, do you know anything about this woman or X, Y, Z before they go out and arrest her? I wonder if someone like reached out, you know, like one time there was a crime that happened on our street. And so they left like a card on our door. Like, please call us, you know? So if I were Meredith, I'd be like. Hi. Oh, my God. I forgot to tell you. I Googled. Okay. So I was like in the mood to like buy jewelry or like have somebody else buy me jewelry. But I was like, oh, I should support a housewife. I'm going to go on Meredith Mark's website and like pick out a little something, something. And that was bold. (laughs) It's 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 fine jewelry. Yeah. Yeah. I had no idea. I thought it was like cute costume jewelry, whatever. No. This woman is selling diamonds, emeralds, $30,000 necklaces. Yeah. I was so shook. It's like award show jewelry. Exactly. That you like, you have somebody that. Yes, exactly. Yeah. I was shocked. Okay. So now I kind of want to, what were your thoughts on. I have opinions about the whole house scene when Meredith shows up to the beautiful home that they are renting. Okay. It was so awkward to me. She is such a robot. Like that scene between her and like the house manager and the woman, the other woman, 
And then I don't know why Meredith Marks is dressed like a doll that's getting ready to go to Studio 54 in the middle of snow. (laughs) (laughs) In the middle of snow. That's so true. And then just this, like, she just had this, like, vibe about her that led me to believe she knew something. But I wonder if she knew at that point production had obviously she's obviously with a producer and she heard over the radios or whatever that they that Jen Shaw had been arrested. And that's why she wasn't surprised by it when the women call her because when, she knew. No, when Heather was on Watch What Happens Live, I think, or Whitney, one of them said that they had no service when they were driving from Utah to Vail. Like they had very limited phone service. So, oh my God. So, and that was a four or five hour, like some crazy amount of like drive time. And so Meredith had to have known when she arrived to the house that Jen right. had been arrested. So it wasn't news to her when the ladies told her over the phone. That's why we didn't get this like, <gasps> no, oh my God. Dramatic reaction. Yeah. And it's more of this like, oh, well, yeah, I'm not surprised because of the But whole- I also think Meredith is incapable of a- shock. Yeah. I think she's just monotonous, not monotonous, monotone. Monotone. Yeah. I, you know, here's the thing. I love Meredith Marks. I love her. I loved her being in the bathtub. I love her always having champagne nearby. I think she's fabulous. I love her. I think she's always champagne drunk. I do. Okay. The bathtub scene when Mary shows up, like, and Mary does, Mary does like, or Mary says, you should have food ready for me. Like, you oh, should not be percent. in a bathtub. And I was You know like, what, though? Yeah. I would be in the bathtub. It, but it wasn't even her room. That's the growth. Like, that to me is oh, so strange. Whose room was it? It was Heather's room. That was Heather's room? Yes. Because when the girls show up, Heather's like, oh, I'm so glad you're getting the room ready for me then. But... Really quickly, like when her and Mary are talking, Mary obviously is just finding out and she's obviously shocked by it. But then you can see kind of the timeline of their conversation in the bubbles that are in Meredith's bath because the bubbles start to disappear and like more boob gets exposed. And you can tell Mary's like trying not to make eye contact with the nipples. (laughs) Yes. Oh, my God. And Meredith's just like, have you never seen a naked woman's body before? You know, like lounging. And then Mary goes, "Okay, well, you should get out. And then Meredith's like, yeah, I'm going to get out because the girls are going to be here. But then she adds more bubbles to the bath. (laughs) Queen. That's what I'm saying. Like, I love the level of like. Not giving a fuck. Like one of their castmate co-workers life just got flipped upside down and she's talking about it in a bubble bath with a glass of champagne. And she's like, yeah, I'm going to get out soon. Like, I love it. I well, think I love it. And the bathtub makes more sense, though, when we found out about the private investigator. What do you mean? I feel like her reaction, though, made more sense once we found out that she had hired a private investigator mm-hmm. as a result of that incident that happened with Jen Shaw and the assistant at her uh-huh. shop. Because I oh bet that private God. investigator obviously was finding more and more and more and more information that were just like red flags all over the place. And so in combination with probably production already telling her that she had Jen Shaw had been arrested before the girls arrived, plus the private investigator and the clutch theft, I think she was just, like, un- unfazed by it. Like, totally yeah. unfazed. Like, yeah, I'm not surprised at all. So I'm going to sit in the bathtub and just relax. And just chill. Yeah, she's, like, so no fucks given. The stolen clutch of it all, my jaw hit the floor. The stolen, I'm so glad that you brought this up. The stolen clutch. Did you okay. see, because they have to blur the guy's face who stole it, but do you know who I, I I'm think I know who it is. is. Are you alleging it's Marillo? Yes. I am too. Because if you and look. you know what? I'm pretty sure that we've confirmed this on Instagram. I think it has been confirmed because if you look at his body type and his hair, it's the, I mean, they're identical. Allegedly. <laughs> of course. No, literally identical. Allegedly. Okay. So here's the thing. The camera footage clearly shows him walking out, holding the bag. Yes. 
it was allegedly like a $4,000 Prada bag, according mm-hmm. to like a sleuth on the gram. I just feel like you don't accidentally walk out with that. Get in the car. And no, no, no. he was saying on Instagram that it was at the bottom of the bag. And so he didn't know it was even there. No, we need to reverse a little bit. Okay. Because okay. Meredith is in New York at this time with her family eating dinner. Yeah. And she gets multiple phone calls, right, from Jen Shaw mm-hmm. saying that she's like outside her store. And then the assistant calls and says, hey, like or somebody, the manager calls and says, hey, Jen Shaw's like banging on the door and wants in. Like, why was she so desperate to get in that store? That's such a good question. Like, why was there know. a level of desperation when Meredith is not in town? It, it, like, I, is it coincidental? Wonder- is it intentional? Like. That is such a good question because it's like calling, 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 like, and to only spend a couple hundred bucks when it's a fine jewelry store. Like, mm-hmm. it's like all of that. And you didn't even need like a a massive thing because something horrible happened and your engagement ring fell off or you know what I mean? Well, and it's I, I could understand if there was like a event that she had to attend and she needed jewelry and it was very last minute where mm-hmm. there was a sense of urgency. But yeah. in this case, it doesn't seem like any of it, it doesn't make sense, I guess. And then for the assistant to then have stolen the bag, like, what does he need a purse for? What exactly? What does he need a purse for? That's the other thing that I was like, well, that's what you would know if you walked out with a handbag, if you usually don't carry a handbag. But people that engage in that behavior, and I'm going back to Jen Shaw of like money mm-hmm. laundering, conspiracy, embezzlement, there is like a sense of risk taking, obviously, with it, where they it's like a type of high they get. Yeah. And no, so really, I, they really do. They And so I wonder, though, like, I just wonder what else Jen Shaw is capable of or has done. And I wonder, like, I don't know. They It seems like both are connected, obviously. Like, I don't think this assistant acted alone, I guess. And you think that it seems like it's a conspiratorial she- group of people that hang out together. And like, a, like, she aligns herself with people that are, are, have similar personalities, obviously, and are. It's not guilty by association. It's associating because they're all bad people. Together. Yeah. 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 Like, they're sticking, like, <sighs> Yeah. I agree. I don't know. I just, I, the whole thing to me is so weird. The Marillo of it all, because it was like Marillo, the second assistant, you know, Mm -hmm. and he's been prevalent in this season so much. And I don't even remember him from the first season that I'm like, why are we now like getting Marillo shoved down our throats? I think it's done intentionally by production for the reason this, the security footage, I'm assuming, for allowing uh, like allowing the viewers to make that inference. Yeah. And also, I bet the turnover rate for her assistance is quite high. Oh, I'm sure. And also, why does she need so many assistants? How is she paying for it? Like, I want to see the books. I want to see the payroll. I want to see, like, I wonder if she's also getting ta- or audited by the IRS. Like, I need more information. Like, I'm, I want to see the books. I'm sure it's... I'm sure it's insane. Well, the other thing is it's like she's saying she's starting all these businesses, but bitch, where? Like, no, you're not. Like, that's what Whitney said. They're shell companies. She's like, this makes sense why she starts so many companies then. Mm -hmm. And also, like she I think she made the comment that you can spend up to or you cannot claim profit for up to five years. And you could invest like a million dollars into a company. Mm -hmm. And because so, you have it operate at a loss and all this stuff. And mm-hmm. it's like, I, it's just so gross to me. It's like, you know, to take money from people who, I don't know, just to take money from people in general is gross. I also think then but, making them old and disadvantaged in some way, like, ooh, you're disgusting. But we also have to remember that this is, this is more common than people think. Like, this is a people do this all of the time on lower level like like my job interview (laughs) 
that was scammy vibes, 100%. I sat through a scam job interview. That was posted on Indeed's website. Indeed's website. They had, I, they reached out to me. We did an interview. When it came time to, for me to ask questions, I wasn't allowed to ask questions. I asked for the guy's business card. He's all, give me your bank account number, all this stuff. And then I was just like, whoa. And this think, is fraud squad. What is that analogous to the scripts we just read? Where it is one person exactly. talking and another person, the client, the person that's being targeted is not willing, not sorry, not willing, is not able or capable to ask questions. And they're obviously preying on someone who's not employed. He's a little desperate. So it's the same thing of like Mm -hmm. using these tactics to get people who are in a place of, oh, you know, hopefully this works. And then using all that money and I don't know, like buying random shit and still stealing from your alleged friend. Mm -hmm. It's just weird. Why does anyone hang out with her? Like, why does... I want to know why Heather is so loyal to this bitch. I don't get it. Yeah, I'm I thought that we were going to see the loyalty in the beginning once they repaired their friendship and then the loyalty to shift after the arrest happened. But I don't think that's we're going to get that. Uh, I don't think so either. Which is weird because Heather was so adamant the first time she was on Watch What Happens Live. She's like, look, like I knew it was shady. Like there was something going on. Like when I had her on my podcast, like she couldn't describe and it, none of it made sense. Yeah. And so I knew something shady was going on. But it's like then for pros- the prosecution to come in and actually indict her on criminal charges. Like how does that not make you rethink and evaluate your friendship and also have you distance yourself? Because if she's capable... Especially knowing what the crime is. Well, I was going to say, but knowing that... Being told that your friend is capable of that, it's like, what else are they capable of? Exactly. And how how would you expect to have a friend that is loyal to you, that cares about you, that is genuine when they are being prosecuted for something so egregious? So egregious. Like, and so long-standing and so in-depth and tangled up. And this is not nothing. You know what I mean? Like, this isn't just some little, oops, Jen did a bad thing. No, this is like 12 years long. (laughs) I think she's going to prison. Oh, I do too. I mean, you guys remember if Tridice, oh my God, Teresa Giudice went to prison for what her husband did. Yeah. Think about, I mean, Jen Shaw better start letting that face relax and start, you know, getting that Botox and let the fillers because it's going to be a it's going to be a harsh look when she gets in prison. You know, um the other day she posted a story of her at like one of Coach Shaw's football games and she was like in the stands mm-hmm. and it just I get it like spend time with your family sure, but I don't know, don't post it like the day your friend turns on you. Okay, that I'm so glad you brought that up about her posting about Coach Shaw in the University of Utah, mm-hmm. because I find it very interesting. Like she'll post stuff about um, the players and like the games, and like she'll be at the games posting, like promoting the University of Utah. And I'm surprised somebody from the university hasn't come in and been like, "Shut it down. You gotta stop. Like yeah. shut it down. Do not. We do not want to be associated with this. Like you are currently." facing criminal investigation like we would advise against you posting but i guess that's like you're limiting her free speech and there's like an anti-slap motion but it's kind of like the things with erica jane where it's just like can you just grab on to just a little bit of decorum oh you're asking that we wanted that of erica jane like you're not gonna get that you had a better chance of getting that from Erica Jane than you do Jen Shaw. Like, I, but think yeah. about it. They are very similar as people like mm-hmm. narcissistic, ego driven, like yeah. money, 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 money. They're the two women on the shows that have like really boasted about their wealth, like exorbitant yeah. wealth. And are always like outfitted in crazy to the nines ways. Yeah. Yeah. I'm just excited for tonight's episode. I cannot I'm wait. So excited. And we're going to be recording. We are going oh, to be yeah, recording. Oh, yeah, the night, and, uh, tonight. It's going it. to be off the chains. Okay, oh. well, um, this was fun. Do you have any so criminal behavior or anything? You know, actually, surprisingly, I don't. I don't have anything to complain about. I'm just grateful to be here podcasting. Oh, my God. 
I know. I'll always complain. So I'll complain about the <laughs> fact that like, okay, remember when we were in Florida and you found oh. that whisker on my chin and you like, were like, yeah, this is, this is 25. Like, welcome. Yeah. Well, after 30, is it thicker? And are there more? Or do I need to go on estrogen? <laughs> What the hell? <laughs> it happens to a lot of people have multiple. I myself don't because I'm not a I'm not a hairy person. No, um, I'm a hairy person. But yeah, I know a lot of women that it comes with as you get older, like older age, like they start a growing. Okay, so that is my criminal behavior is <laughs> that fucking whisker now is three. Okay, <gasps> it's three. I mean, at least the the. Not to be like trying to see the positive, but at least you're aware that they exist because there are women out there that don't realize they exist. And that's that's I'm going to head over to Beauty Lab and Laser and be like, can you zap these, please? <laughs> ah, I can't. I'm sure I'm sure Heather would be more than happy to have you there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I'm sure she would. And then I'd have like uh, I survived the Beauty Lab and Laser parking lot shirt. <laughs> oh, wow. We, I think we should do a trip to Utah. Sure. You know, the girls on Bitch Sesh did, and it sounded so fun. Yeah. They met Walter. Okay, so everybody, if um, you want to, give us a follow on Instagram at Allegedly Bravo. If you want to listen to this ad free or you want some of our recaps or our more in-depth stuff, head over to Patreon, patreon.com slash Allegedly Bravo. We have a bunch of tiers, so there should be something for you that fits your budget that you want to you know, maybe support us a little bit. Um, our website is allegedlybravo.com and we have a cute Etsy shop called Allegedly Bravo. And oh, yeah, our Patreon, our uh, VIP sponsors. Don't forget, give um, at Classic Sky Tops a follow. Thank you to Wendy Beth for your support and to CK. Thank you guys. Okay, bye. Bye.